Continuing with the Sefer Sha'orim Batafilah, uh, discussing uh, various aspects of Tefillah. So, uh, from Rav Shimshim Pincus. So, we're still in the Pirkei Psicha, the opening introductory chapters on page Tessayan. Point Hey. Last time we ended off that we're already spending a lot of time on prayer, so we might as well make it effective. Now he <clears throat> explains why that is so, that there's so much time on prayer. He says, <clears throat> let's reflect in terms of uh, in how, how much do we value Torah in terms of it taking up time in our day. Okay. And how much does prayer take up in our day? So anyway, prayer is something that every Jew has to dedicate a long time for it every day. Let's say, for example, a Jew is very busy. He doesn't have time to learn Torah. So the Gemara says that even b'dyevet b'dyevet, if you say the Kriyashma in the morning and the Kriyashma at night, even though you've lost a lot from not learning Torah that day, but still... It's considered you learned some Torah today because you said those two psukim. And it wouldn't be considered a sinner and wouldn't be considered a person who's not part of the Jewish people in terms of learning Torah. But a Jew who does not pray three times a day, then his whole Yiddishkeit comes into question. It's, a, it's, it's unheard of. A Jew doesn't daven three times a day. I mean, there are Jews who don't daven three times a day. I know. But it's, it's, it's a real negative. Not everybody learns. No, you should learn. You said Shema. But if you don't, daven three times. That's a clear proof that prayer is oxygen for the soul. And that's a service that the soul depends on more than any other service. And this fundamental concept is explained by the rabbis in Gemara Shabbos where they call Prayer, chaye sho'o, uh, which means um, life in the present, as opposed to Torah, that's called chaye olam, that's called eternal life. What's going to say chaye sho'o and chaye olam? Is that prayer gives you existence and life in this world? And it provides you with that natural connection that a Jew can manifest with Hashem, which is the source of life. And therefore, prayer comes before learning Torah. Okay. And has an obligation of many hours every day. Even though the virtues of Torah are greater than the virtues of prayer. Okay. In other words... What does your soul gain from more is Torah. Mm -hmm. But the terms in terms of the oxygenation oxygenation <laughs> of the person, that comes from tefillah. The Torah says, you gotta take very good care of your souls. That means you gotta keep your body alive. Your natural life has to come before everything. So that was the Torah. No. Well, no. The Torah is your eternity, your eternal life. It's the intellectual connection between Hashem, which ultimately is the greatest connection. But then you have to be alive. 
And where does that feeling of joie de vivre come from? Where does that feeling, you're feeling connected to Hashem. You're living connected to Hashem. Okay? Now again, and that, and that really is dealing with your mental health. Your mental welfare. There's two subtle differences here. and People make a mistake. When you're learning Torah, you're learning God's intellect. You're bonding with his mind. You're getting all the instructions for living. The Torah you learn with Hashem is going to create an eternal reality with HaKadosh Baruch Hu. This is the highest level of connection that you could have, but that's from an intellectual point of view. But then again, you have the everyday, day-to-day challenges of life that drag us down, that makes life hard for us. And we can be very smart, but very unhappy. And prayer is that way we connect on an emotional level to Baruch Hu, and that gives us, in other words, they both give us life. But Chai Shah is life in the present. Chai Olam is eternal life. The Torah is giving us an eternal perspective on the truth. Okay, that's important. person has to have it. And in terms of their eternal existence, it's the primary of way of achieving that. But you still got to live every day. You still got to live every day. So let's give a, a marshal. Okay, now, person is put on this planet to accomplish things. To accomplish things. Forget about even, for, even not a religious expe- uh, perspective. A regular perspective. What's a person here for? To contribute to civilization. He has... No, I'm talking even if you're a goy. For, I'm using an analogy now. I'm using an analogy now. You ask a goy what... You know, an, an intelligent goy, not a bum. Okay. An intelligent goy, what, 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 why did God put you here? What do you mean? To make the planet a little better than when I came in? Okay. So what do I do? I work. I work. I'm, I'm part okay. of whatever. I make cars. And you have to some making cars. I make cars. Or the guy says, I'm a doctor. Okay, now what if the guy doesn't... And, and therefore, his overall contribution to society is a beneficial one. What if the guy doesn't take care of himself physically? He doesn't go to the doctor, doesn't take care of himself. Well, he'll die at 40. What happened to that contribution? But I was so busy working on my contribution. Yeah, but if you're not alive, you can't contribute. So just use that idea in a much deeper way. Yiddishkeit. You're here for a reason. Okay, you're here as an ambassador of God. All these things, and to get eternal existence with Hashem. Fine. But you also have to be alive in this world in a healthy way. And although Torah can, obviously can help, but prayer is the, is the most primary way of staying physically and spiritually healthy on a daily basis that you are able to do the greater task of the Torah. There's great tasks, but... You got to get past the, the starting gate. You're having difficulties with your day. Things God is throwing challenges at you. I'm not in the mood to learn today. Everything's going on. My mind is so busy with so many things on my mind. I, 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 I know I'm learning. I can't concentrate on my learning today. Why not? Because life is challenging. 
Okay, that's what prayer is there for. Prayer is to get you through the day. That's what's called chayesha. It's life for the moment. To be being alive means you understand, and that fortifies your emuna and Hashem. Now, emuna is all something you have to learn, but it's not the same thing as Gemara. It's not the same thing as Chumash and Torah. Okay, emuna is important, but emuna is is your oxygen. That, and how does that come from talking to Hashem? And having a relationship with Hashem in that way, so therefore, you got to keep your life, your body alive, as it says in the Hallelujah, The dead do not praise Hashem, and we know that you can be Machal Shabbos to keep a person alive. Why? Why is his life so important? So that's the whole point. So if if you enable to enable to serve Hashem. That is the natural life that connects Hashem with the Creator. And therefore it says in Tehillim, Mikol Mishmor, more than all the things that you have to guard, Nitzor Libcha, guard your heart. Kimimenu Totsa'os Chayim, because life comes from that source. So we spend a lot of time on prayer because prayer is so critical of keeping us alive every day. So, but unfortunately, people don't appreciate that. That's what he said in earlier chapters. He says people don't make a big deal about prayer. They make a big deal about studying Torah, but not a big deal about prayer. Oh, it's something you gotta do. It's more than that. It's, it's like your oxygen. It's keeping you alive. It's keeping you mentally healthy that you're able to go through the day and then you're able to do what the Torah wants. I said the Rambam, it, even in the uh, Hilchas Mada says it's very important to be healthy. But what the Rambam means physically and mentally healthy. You can be physically healthy. There's, I know a lot of people very physically fit and they're mentally done. They're mentally, they're, they're like babies and, and they can't take any crisis. So you have to be mentally healthy and that comes from prayer. That's every day focusing on, on the relationship you have with Hashem and, you, and your bitachon in Hashem. And that makes you healthy. No matter what's going on, your, your, your mind is clear and you can't do more important things in life. Without your health, you don't have anything. So we all say, oh, Baruch Hashem, you're getting older. Main thing is your health. I, hear, I heard older people always, when I you know, say it, mainly your health. True, but you got to know what health are we talking about. Obviously, physical health is important, but that's not the main thing. It's spiritual health. That you really feel that you are alive with Hashem. As the Pesach says, Vatem, when the Torah defines life, the only time it really talks about life, and it says, Vatem hadvekim v'ashem elokeichem, and you, the Jewish people, you are cleaving to Hashem, your God. Chaim kolchem hayom, you're all alive today. You're alive today because you're you're bound up with Hashem. Where does that come from? It comes from tefillah. So without that, you're not alive. Sure, there's people in their 80s or 90s, but they've been dead for years. What does it mean? It's playing another golf game? That's not being alive. If that's your whole goal in life, then you're dead. So that's why we have to realize that prayer is so critical for your life right now. 
in section Vav, the last one in this word chapters of introduction. He says, so now when we're engaged with prayer, he says the first fundamental point for success is to give prayer the time it needs and deserves. And really, he says, that's the Hatzlacha, that's the key to any success in anything in life. Anyone who hurries to finish something and is pressed for time, if he doesn't have the time or the patience for whatever he's involved with, he will not succeed in that activity. Okay. And you find out when you're, when you're a kid in school and there's certain kids who are just going fast, they really work fast. The teacher says, slow down, slow down. Look at all the silly mistakes you make. That's just the way life is. So we just started off today and we talked about the benefits of um, working on tefillah, not during tefillah. But now let's look at the time where we are in tefillah. He says the problem with society in general is we don't have enough time. And that lack of time destroys many people's prayers. <clears throat> and it's a, it's a destruction beforehand and afterwards. What does that mean? Well, people uh, are hurrying in the beginning of Davning to get to Shmon Esrei to be able to be with the minion. <clears throat> so I was, I was at, uh, um, when I was out of town, I was in a very, very from place and uh, and there's a place that has many minyanim but what I saw at every minion so let's say this minion starts at 8 o'clock okay so I come 10 to 8 quarter to 8 put my tefillin on start davening now they have the same rule we have 8.15 is yishtabach they don't they don't say um they don't say brachos. They don't say an early Kaddish. That's their custom. Mm-hmm. You just know. 8.15, we start Yishtavach. Okay, so they, it's called the 8 o'clock minion. So at 8 o'clock, I'm there. There's a couple other people there. Okay, and I'm dawdling. I'm doing my thing. And as I'm dawdling, more people are coming. More people are coming. More people are coming. Yeah. yeah. 8, 8 o'clock, 8.02, 8.03, 8.04, 8.05. <laughs> they're coming in okay I'm not saying you know who knows but okay and then and then by 8.15 most of the people are there <laughs> okay now Chazna starts Yishtabach and by about 8.23 8.24 it's the Amida mm-hmm. so now the Chazan Chazan he comes before 8 o'clock <laughs> okay so now it's time for the Amida he looks around and he has to make sure there's 10 people that are starting the Amida because yeah. that's, even though there's maybe 50 people in the room. Okay. And they all are telling, nobody's talking. Nobody's talking. Yeah, the same point. Yeah. You know, all very religious guys. But somebody has to wait until there's 10 guys to start the Amida. So what's going on? Okay. Listen, these guys, a lot of these are young guys with young families, little kids. So it's it's not easy to leave your wife up. I'm just saying, but what's happening is, so now they have to rush. They have to rush to catch up. Uh, so you want to be able to with Tefillah and maybe even skipping parts. Mm-hmm. 
and even if they and even if they come and they're davening with the congregation, but the chazan decides how long it is. Now, remember, in some shuls, the chazan decides how fast it is. Okay, we're starting at eight fifteen. Baruch fine. But then, how fast does he go in the, in the until we get to the Amida? Some guys go a little slower, some go a little fast. I, same thing in our minion. Sometimes there's certain guys who go a little fast and I have to rush. And th- guys, other guys go a little slower. I don't have to rush. Right? And therefore, but if he's constantly going fast, we have to go along fast as well. And so that, um, so, so the truth of the matter is the time of the Amida and how we pray will decide the whole environment. And uh, really, it's better to take a little bit longer than a little less. But, uh, you know, but, you, know you, you don't have to go crazy to have a 20-minute silent amido. Okay, but still, you should have some time. But then what happens at the end, people are in a rush to leave because they have to do carpools. They got a lot, a lot of things to do. So these guys are already finishing up on their own and whatever and taking off their salts and filling, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and, they, they, and things that they don't think are that important. Okay? And therefore, how much time are they really giving for prayer? And the prayer really is a long process. And you're trying to compress a lot of pages into a little bit of time. And therefore, you're cutting here and there. You're not spending the, the proper time. So he gives a, another marshal. He goes, let's say you're going to a doctor. Okay, now there's different doctors. And one thing's for sure, you're always in a line waiting. It's very rare you're not waiting for a doctor. Okay? Now, it's, uh, now if it's a not such a great doctor, he uh, looks at you a little bit. And he says, okay, this is, uh, here's the medication finished. If you go to a real expert, and I don't even know if we have these, they take a long time checking you out as if you're the only patient in the room. And that shows he's a real expert, okay? Because he really never can come to the correct determination if you're pressed for time. Now, unfortunately, that's what happens in a merge. And we're not blaming the doctors; they're yeah. they're over they're over uh, crowded, understaffed, and to triage you have, you have here quickly, and and you can't blame them if they make a mistake in making decisions because they only have so much time. So, well, how come you, I, if, I, they can't give you all the time they would want to give you? I don't th- I don't think the doctors are happy. They say if we had another two or three doctors on call. I could spend more time with you. And, but then, oh, there's another guy with a heart attack. Sorry, I'll have to go to him first. And sense. meanwhile, your stomach is killing you. You don't know what's the matter. And, you know, and they, they, they try to run tests. And, this, and somebody says, you know, so that, that's just the way it is. So you want a doctor to give you a lot of time. To really look and search everything, give you every test you can give. And says, you know, I'm looking at all the evidence. It appears that this is this and this. So you're feeling kind of confident that he probably is doing the best he can and if there is a solution to be found, he finds it. Same thing with prayer. It needs a lot of concentration. It needs a lot of focus. 
okay, and uh, to get to the right determination. And if you're rushing, so then how are you gonna, it's not possible to come to the depth of the kavana, and, uh, and that won't be that prayer of an expert. In other words, you wanna try to be an expert in prayer as well, a specialist. Everyone wants to go to doctors as specialists, so you, you wanna be a specialist in prayer. So it's very good. He said, they once asked a wise man, how much time should a person take for the Amida? Five minutes, eight minutes, seven minutes. You know what he answered? You know how much time you take? Until you finish. And you think about that's an incredible explanation. It doesn't mean you gotta go slow or fast. But just don't feel that you're being rushed. And someday certain ideas grab you and you want to take more time with that. Some days they don't. It's like when you're talking, you know, you, you, you have, you're talking to your spouse. How long should I talk with my spouse every day? Until you're finished. Until you're finished. <laughs> Sometimes she has some pressing matters and you have to really talk a lot about it. Sometimes there's not a lot to talk about. So, it, until you're finished. Okay? But you can't have these disturbances. So therefore, the rule with prayer, and especially the Amida, is that it is a world full of the most beautiful flowers. Like you go to a garden with beautiful flowers and if you look, look, look at that one, look at that one, look at this one. You know, so whenever we go to these kinds of places, I go with my wife. This is not my thing. And she'll like look and be amazed at this detail and that detail. And I just walk right by. I'm just totally not into this. I should, but I'm not. But so the same thing with prayer. Look, oh, this brach is a special flower. This brach is a special flower. Oh, this is amazing. This is each one, how can, I, how can I leave this bracha when I got this bracha and it, there's so much going on over here? Plus, another idea, there's a whole aspect of honoring God. What's the greatest honor you can give somebody? What's the greatest way to show you honor and respect a person? Listen. Is give them time and listen to them. And that's why it's always difficult. A lot of times you want to talk to somebody and they give you the poo-poo. They go, ah, I heard that already, I'm not interested. What? I, I want your time. There's no greater insult than for a person to say, I don't have time for you. And we all know what that means. You know, if somebody, uh, let's say you're, you're in a line for something and you're waiting to speak to somebody, it just brushes you off very quickly, okay? So uh, it, it makes a person very, it's very hard. But once he's already there, you want to get an appointment with someone, it's very hard. But once I'm here, at least give me the time of day, give me five minutes, and they just rush you back. So same with prayer. If we are already talking to Hashem, and if we don't have time for Hashem, and we rush through it just to finish what we have to do as quickly, and we're grabbing words, okay, and you know, like for example, you're saying very fast, I need life, I need parnas, I need I need refua, this is blah 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 blah, and you're taking off, you're totally running out. What kind of derech is that for Hashem? 
You're having a meeting with Hashem. You can't give Hashem the time of day. And try to remember who this Hashem is. He's the one that makes your day. So if you don't have the time for the one who's doing everything for you, what does that say about your honoring God? You know, just think about what did he do for you yesterday? Would you like him to do it again for you? I don't got time. I'm very busy. Hashem, I don't have a lot of time for you. Well, think about that. So now, if, if a person kept saying that to you, let, let's give a simple example, another one. Let's say you have a child who is not that capable. So, every day he has to come to you for a handout. Comes in, you give him $100 or whatever, so he has food, this, that. And uh, he comes in and you say, sit down have a coffee let's schmooze I'm in a rush can you give me the money I could leave okay maybe one time okay oh you're in a rush okay that's okay in a rush but if every day he's in a rush then what happens after a few days the guy rings the bell the door's locked doesn't want to hear him you don't have time I'm the one without me you have nothing to eat and you don't have time for me I'm the one who's giving you. Now, Hashem is 10 times more giving us than what you can give to a child. Right? And therefore, since we're always pressed for time, the first thing that you could do, present company excluded, because this is what you do already, is to come early. And if davening is whatever time it is, 7 o'clock, so you'd be there a quarter to 7. Well, I could come at seven when the chazan start. No, but you first you got to put on your tefillin, and you got to say matovua halecha, and things like that. And you want to prepare your mindset, forget about the rest of the world, and you got to spend a little time before davening. Okay, now he's talking to Yeshiva Bachim, and unfortunately, Yeshiva Bachim are notorious to be late for davening because they're busy learning, they stay up late, whatever the reasons are. But again, as he said, it's not valued, unfortunately, as much as learning Torah. It should be. That's why he wrote the Sefer, to to impress people upon the value of that. But he says, if you're ready, we'll come early. That'll already make a big difference for the whole aspect of prayer. Because if you want to succeed, that's the biggest thing. And he says, it's it's with anything. The beginning determines more than anything else. So therefore, with prayer, we start with a feeling that I have all day long to spend with Hashem. And I'm excited. And I want kavana. So how long does it take? Until you finish. But if you come late, even if it's just a minute or two late, you're already behind the eight ball. It's this whole idea of, Rushing, rushing, rushing. And you have this feeling of rushing. And that happens to whole davening. And therefore, you're not able to slow things down in that point. So that is the end of the introduction. And uh, next week, we will begin the, really, it's the first chapter, which is called Hahachona, which is the preparation. And we have a minute, so we'll just whet your appetite. He says, the foundation of kavana and purity of the heart in prayer 
depends on the preparation you make before prayer. And he quotes the Rambam and the Shulchan Aruch. It's halacha. It's not advice. It's halacha. Rambam says, what is kavana? Is that you turn your heart away from all foreign thoughts and see yourself as if you are standing in front of the divine presence. Therefore, a person has to sit a little bit before he prays in order to direct his heart. Okay? And the Shulchan Aruch quotes and says, a person should wait Sha'achas. Now, Sha'achas literally can mean an hour or it could mean an appreciable amount of time before you get up to David so you can have Kavona for Hashem. And he says, this idea of waiting a little bit before tefillah is not musr. It's not something of, you know, excessive piety. It's a halacha. Okay? Because the Rambam is saying, Ketzad hi hachona, hakavona. What is kavona? And the kavona itself, if you don't have it, then you haven't prayed. He's saying, what is kavana during davening? Is to get all the distractions out of your mind and to think that your mom is in front of a Kodesh Baruch Hu. And therefore, you have to spend some time before and to clear, clear your mind. This is part of halacha. So if you're coming late for davening, where's the preparation? Where's the kavana? You're going against halacha. And you're guaranteeing there's no way that you're going to succeed in that way. Quick question. Yeah. Why does it say then direct your heart instead of clear? It should say clear. To that you. is direct. Directing your say, heart. It should say clear, 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 clear the mind. We're talking so about the positive. Mind. Yeah, yeah. What's clear, the positive? Yeah. Is to direct your heart to Hashem. How can you direct your heart to Hashem unless you are pushing everything else away? Okay. If you don't, you can't direct your heart to Hashem if you're not pushing everything away. If everything else is gone, and now you can focus on a Kodesh Baruch Hu. So again, we see that the, without, if you don't come early, you don't even have a chance. And the fact is, you even just spending a minute just meditating, I'm about to talk to Hashem. That already changes. It at least gives you a chance. You, really can, you at least are up to first base. If you get a home run, that's already a different story. That depends on what happens there. Okay, we'll see.